last time on Join the Party. Well, okay. Um, Jenny with two N's and two I's made a deal with Steven, and her soul got slurped out of her body, and now Steven has a face, so he can, and he is coming into camp, which is bad. But on the bright side, Phoebe and Les got into the staff lounge, which is a secret base that was inside the cliff. But um, when they went in there, then Phoebe found out that Charles was controlled by assistant director Z the entire time and was not like her own special thing from her. Um, But then Carrie Ann stood up for herself, but she was then locked in a bone cage and it was dangerous and scary uh, when that happened. Oh, you know what? Let's not get bogged down in the details, my dudes. It's summer forever, and we're never leaving camp. Let's get the party started. true i do hit my head a lot i can hear you because i <laughs> well, what are you doing uh there's no food or water because you don't need it all right if you have any if you any complaints just talk to your camp director me steven bye and have a summertastic day fuck <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, friends, you want to play the end of our Monster of the Week game? What do you guys think happened to Bones Bones? He's Bones now, Brandon. Come yeah, on, stick right. with it. All right, I think he drove out of camp because he must sleep somewhere else and is rallying the help of those guys who definitely aren't on Steven's side at the barbecue restaurant to come help us. Mm-hmm. And I heard he's bringing a cannon. We're alone. <laughs> We're the adults now. We're alone. Amanda, if you roll a nat 20 right now, that's what's happening. I don't have my DD20s. <laughs> Oh, you can only get up to 12? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, that sucked. <laughs> the face Amanda just gave you. Ooh, boy. Amanda, roll the devil's titties. Prove him wrong. <laughs> she just, Amanda just grabbed more D6s. Yeah. I did <laughs> not roll the devil's titties. No, she did not roll the devil's titties. Oh, man. Okay, so a lot of stuff is happening right now. If we pick up where we left off, Carrie Ann, you're in a bones cage sarcophagus. You're watching Steven to suck the life out of Jenny with two ends and two eyes. And she is just a pile of skin and bones on the floor. Uh, she kind of looks like when you throw your sweatshirt and pants on the floor when you don't want to put it away after a long day. Like a Scraggy. Yeah, yeah. She looks like the Pokemon Scraggy, but it's all bottom half. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, that's the funniest thing you've said on microphone. Congratulations. Here's wow. a joke. Wow. Here's Sick a joke I'm giving to you. Joking. You got a joke. Thanks. 
It only took five years, folks. Well, I only got the jokings made recently. Oh, okay. Uh, it's like the, the currency from John Wick, like between assassins. Mm-hmm. What can you trade him in for? Like a sticky hand. Mm-hmm. Oh, sweet. And, and favors. Oh, like nice. favors to each other. It's pretty nice. nice. Can the favor be a second sticky hand? I mean, if you really want to trade that in. Yeah. <laughs> Steven, with the life force, puts on a real meat face and steps over the wall. I think at this point... Conway rear rears up on their back legs and begins to intimate like they're going to charge at Steven and says, ah, 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 only if you want to be turned into horse nori as uh, Conway lands back on the ground and just goes stomp, stomp, stomp. Like an angry, like an angry horse noise. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I got, I liked that. Horse Nori, that was smart and funny. That was really good. I did. I, can I say something? I did think about that this morning. I I, <laughs> I pre-wrote it down. That wasn't fully improv. It was written in my brain early on. Um, oh, guys, he writes it in his brain. That, that's been his uh, I where so it's much written. prep. I, I regret <laughs> saying that I didn't prep that no, one you time. said it because it was the exception and not the rule. That's true. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Sure. Brandon, if I would delight so much in all of you looking like you smelled bad milk for the rest of time by telling you I never plan anything. <laughs> um, so I think that Steven continues to walk forward like dramatically. I think he takes like big steps while raising his arms up, you know, like he's a band leader uh, <laughs> as he steps forward and reaches out and like pulls the moisture from the trees around the leaves fall, uh, immediately crunch and uh, land at his feet. So every step forward, he's taking big steps and then crunching on the leaves below him as he makes his way towards camp. I think at camp, things start to get weird. You see kids run over to water fountains and there's no water water in the water fountains. They're just putting their little fish lips up there. They're not drinking anything. Kids are running over to big coolers of water and Gatorade uh, and are holding out their water bottles and their little paper cups for it. And they start just a little drip, drip, drip. And everything just looks a little brighter. It's like you put an Instagram filter over everything. And all the the green is a little too green for your eyes. And the sun is a little brighter. And like everything is a little more vibrant. I think at that point, the sports staff guys walk over to the big shed that keeps all the sports equipment in it. And just say, all right, it's field day. Get up into teams. We're playing games. And just starts throwing all the sports equipment out on the field. Basketballs, dodgeballs, tennis balls, baseballs, baseball mitts, baseball bats, cricket equipment, bocce equipment. We're real obscure games. There's way too many ultimate Frisbees. Uh, Just throwing as much stuff as possible. And everyone just starts picking things up and start playing pickup games all over camp. Everyone is just pulled in to some game. There's inter-cabin games. There's boys versus girls. Uh, there's non-binary people against the gender binary. <laughs> there, the camp. There's a. There's campers against staff. There's inter-staff stuff. People who are dating. They split up in, into teams. All these sports are happening at the same time. The fans that are in everyone's cabins turn off. Like, they kind of wore go, you see the air conditioning in the office. I feel like it has those, those little, ribbons, on the the little ribbons to demonstrate that it's working. And then they, they settle. Uh, Janine, who works in the payable accounting, just goes, oh, I'm going to sweat right through my blouse. 
Uh, Janine. I think the three of you are all outside of camp in the woods. So you don't know that it's happening, but maybe it's getting, it's feeling a little hot. Yeah, so all three of you are outside of camp right now. Here's my idea here. So you can either run into camp immediately right now Mm -hmm. and try to stop Steven and get the element of surprise. Or you can hole up somewhere, try to get safe and get stay away from everyone who's playing field day sports. Prepare if you want to try to like research something, look into something, depending on where you all choose to hole up. And I will remove one harm from each of you, but I will be going harder on you in terms of the the soft and hard moves I can do as your keeper. Because theoretically, Steven had more time to prepare, and also people, let's say, might be playing sports for those entire time that you are all holed up. Hmm. Well, me and Phoebe don't know that Steven has walked into camp yet. We just know something bad has happened. What do you think, Julia? I think that the time skip is more narratively rewarding and also gives us time to prep against the big bad, which I think is good. And I also like, I think it would be interesting because like, for example, assistant director Z is also outside the camp. That's an ally that we can keep in our pocket. Like if us three and, and Z, you know, had just like, overnighted in the staff lounge and then it's you know two days later and we're figuring out how to attack it like that that makes sense to me i think because we're outside of camp and steven you know is off doing his own thing i think that's fun yeah us three and z is my favorite sitcom and (laughs) i agree that i think even character wise i think that we would probably like want to prep regroup yeah take a beat and try to figure out what to do next cool uh brandon you you me and adz there it is there it is (laughs) All right, I'm going to make a note to myself that I didn't make a Yumi and Dupree uh, mm-hmm. meme Photoshop. I'm going to have to do that. Fine. You got it. Yes, that sounds great. Where Where are you all thinking to hole up? You all want to try to figure out, get there in the staff lounge? Yeah, I think the staff lounge is the right place for us to hole up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So cool. where we left Phoebe off, Phoebe had the Charles hat, let's call it, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is like you bought it at Disney. Yeah, like you got like you got a- the char the Charles ears. So the Charles ears allow Phoebe to embody what is the physical form of what Phoebe considered to be Charles before, right? Well, it's kind of so. Yeah, with the the assumptions you can make from yeah. what you from what you're figuring out. Yeah, well, as you put you put it on like VR glasses and you look down and you were a big old moose. Yes, and as we kind of made a joke of before. Phoebe was able, or at least Carrie Ann was able to hear Phoebe as the moose. that's right. So I think that when Phoebe puts the hat back on, she must be fairly close in moose form to where Carrie Ann is. Yeah. So I would like to, in moose form, go and free Carrie Ann with my giant antlers from the bone cage and bring her back to where the staff lounge is. Incredible. Yes. Fuck yes, <laughs> loving that. Good plan. I I, I did see this coming. I because I did ask about it. <laughs> I did feel like when I made Mickey Mouse moose ears, and I want to say that these are the special Jack Skellington ones that you can only get in October. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Phoebe, roll plus weird. You got it. Oh baby, that is a ten plus two for twelve. Let's oh, go. Shit. Let's absolutely go. Yeah, dude. What does this look like? 
a giant, majestic, magical moose. You can kind of see some bones and know who's covered in fungi and lichens. So this creature kind of lumbers through the forest and appears near the wall in front of Carrie Ann. Charles, I knew you would come. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Carrie Ann, we have so much to talk about. Great, because there's many problems. And Jenny, I think, is dead. Never really wanted that to happen. I mean, I'm not like that sad, but it's a problem, I think. <laughs> oh, shit. Jenny's dead? Fuck. Yeah. Can you, can you like, sneeze on her and bring her back to life or something? No. Oh, oh, buddy. Okay, I'm going to free you. And then the moose uses its big old horns to just kind of pry the bone cage off of the ground and away from Carrie Ann. Thank you. I want to make a special note to Brandon. Brandon, please continue to use the xylophone noise as the bone as the bone sarcophagus falls apart. Uh, I guess climb on my back and I'll take you to where me and Les are. Now, Eric, is Conway still next to me? Sorry, if I didn't say explicitly, Conway ran away. Stephen threatened Conway. And Stephen is fully just heading towards camp. Stephen is not around anymore. But when you do look over, you see that there's like... Almost like someone Zambonied their way through the woods <laughs> with just like dead leaves, dead grass, dead everything. There's some dead birds and some some. Oh, no. Well, almost looks like roadkill, like oh, uh, no. in the on the way as well. I wanted to know because if Jenny's body was still there, I think Carrie Ann would have to deal with it. But if Conway, like, you know, gathered her up and took her away, no, Jenny's body's still there. It's a big skin sack with some, some bones in it. Um, thank you, Charles. I am one second. I'll I'll climb on in a sec, and then Carrie Ann like does a big sigh and takes off her sweatshirt. Not your vintage one. Yeah, and kind of like no, that's the nineteen eighty two one that says it's radical to go to Camp Die. <laughs> she kind of like that was limited edition. <laughs> folds Jenny's like legs and torso together and gathers it up into a bundle, and then jumps on Charles's back. That's the sweatshirt that says better than new Coke, <laughs> Camp Diogenes, and then they got s- sued by the Coca-Cola company. It was Crystal Camp Diogenes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got sponsored for that one season. Yeah. yeah, you can scoop up Jenny's skin and bones for sure. We have to make jokes, Amanda, because that's very sad. <laughs> I'm going to just like hold it off to the side slightly and, uh, and climb on Charles's mossy back. Now, Eric, I do have a quick question that's not really relevant, but I do. I am curious. Now, when I'm picturing Steven, I am picturing one of those 12 foot, 10 foot, 6 foot, whatever skeletons from Home Depot walking through the woods. Is that correct? A hundred percent. I think that as Steven starts to suck up more of the nature in camp, I think he grows. And now he fully looks like one of those Home Depot 15 foot skeletons with sunglasses on. Well, now he has a real face. So his sunglasses make sense. Attached. He has his ears, too. Now, question on that, too. Is he just, like, fully, like, skin face masking, like, uh, leather face or whatever? Or, like, did he grow his own face back? I think the latter. I think the latter is, okay, what, I, is what I was like going for. Like a head for. on a skeleton. Yeah, like a head and, a head and hair on, on a skeleton for sure as he grows. But, of course, his sweatshirt, his ripped sweatshirt grows with him. The, the watermelons don't. So he kind of, like, reaches into the woods and pulls up, like, a full uh, hand, giant handful of watermelons and just, like, tosses it in his mouth like M&M's, <laughs> like mini M&M's. He's like, that was my watermelon stash. <laughs> Uh, I think that the the moose trots back through the woods, riding with Carrie Ann and the the sack of Jenny, 
uh, writing as well. Yeah, Carrion's monologuing the whole time to Charles, being like, "I'm so glad you're here. I don't know why Stephen did this. I he's he he burst into the camp and like Jenny took a deal and I you know just like talking through the entire thing um, with the assumption that Charles is going to make everything better right away." Wow, that's a lot. You know, I feel like you and Phoebe have had a real kind of effect on each other because your <laughs> voice is sounding a lot like hers. And honestly, she is the best person I've ever met, apart from my other best friend. Like, they're both just equally the best. So it makes a lot of sense that you're learning from her because, like, you, why should she just learn from you? Because she's a lot to teach, you know? Uh-oh. Do we have a love triangle on our hands? <laughs> you watch a giant moose cry. <laughs> <laughs> a giant tear rolls out of the, the moose's milky white eyes. It's like it's full like of algae in it. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, gross. <laughs> So disgusting. Yeah, absolutely. All right, I think the moose uh, then charges through the woods. I think you also see the um, Phoebe as you're going through. Um, you see that there are little stone Johnny uh, statues that are pointing you the way towards the staff lounge. So yeah, are we gonna like meet all of your other friends? Like, are we gonna meet like all the other you know primordial beasts of the forest? Because I think there's gonna be like no offense, maybe like three or four of you are gonna be needed to to beat um to beat the skeleton here because Stephen like grew a lot and he kind of like sucked up an energy and like made a face and I feel like having a face makes you more powerful and like no offense because your face is kind of half a face but like <laughs> I'm just really glad that you're here because I I listen <laughs> I can't handle this one on my own. Oh, buddy, we have so much to talk about when you get here. Um, Eric, if you could in the future, just please, um, Charles in charges through the forest. If you could just <laughs> fuck you, <laughs> thank you, Brandon. I thought you were gonna tell me that like I wasn't in front of my microphone. Oh, no. <laughs> give me your, give me your oh, joking no. back. Give it back to me. Return the joke. Return it. <laughs> I don't care that you already spent it on two sticky hands. Give me your joking back. <laughs> I think that uh, less all the fairies have flown away. What are you doing after the fairies have uh, flown away and fought on your behalf? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I've just been hoofing it back to Phoebe to meet back at the staff lounge. Okay, cool. So then you probably, yeah, you meet back outside of the staff lounge cave opening. Uh, so, so it's like Carrie Carrie-Anne with something in her sweatshirt on top of Charles the Moose. Uh, hey, Carrie-Anne. Oh, thank God. Are you okay, Les? Yeah, I'm fine. You're riding a giant ghost moose. Yeah, this is Charles, you know, Phoebe's friend. Charles is real? Uh, yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a weird thing for uh, Charles to say. Uh, you guys should come inside. Okay. And then Phoebe's gonna like, and then Charles is going to lean down, let Carrie Ann off, and Phoebe is going to take off the moose hat. Ah! Uh. Absolutely. Carrie Ann, as you hop off, and I guess we're cutting if maybe before split screening this of uh, Phoebe you see Phoebe taking the moose hat off Charles turns around and then like slowly pads their way back into the forest wait but we need you oh you know what no oh, so silly Les they'll probably just teleport inside uh-huh yeah <laughs> oh Carrie Ann idiot stupid so stupid <laughs> <laughs> obviously yeah oh Jenny died I have her bones though oh Shit. Yeah. <laughs> I felt pretty bad for Conway and also Jenny, um, but I, I got them. So hopefully Charles can just like breathe on it or something and then she can, you know, pop back to life. And Les looks over and it's just a sweatshirt full of like blood and <laughs> bones and skin. No, no. I want to be very clear. There's no blood. Oh, it's right. It's just right, bones yeah, and yeah. skin. It's the driest damn skin you've ever just seen. Just so dry. 
crinkly in many ways. Surprisingly light. Puddles of Jennifer is my favorite puddles of mud cover band. Okay, let's continue. <laughs> did Les see how to get in? I think the, the cave mouth is still open. Okay, good, because I don't think he did. <laughs> no. Yeah. We should also close it behind yes, us. Yes, we should. Just a recommendation. Yeah. So, yeah. I think uh, Carrie Ann will just march forward into the cave. Yeah. All right. New part of camp. Can't wait. Unless bravely goes in behind Carrie Ann. Incredible. <laughs> All right. Carrie Ann, unless you're seeing the same thing that Phoebe saw before. You walk in, it's a cave <laughs> with fluorescent lights. There's like a table with some like strange magical items on it. There's like some. Uh, Ikea couch and some chairs that someone probably donated from their old old cabin that they didn't need anymore. There's a there's an arcade machine in the corner and sitting in the center of the room is assistant director Z who is like very intense in thought. There is energy radiating off of him. He has his hands on a fairly large um, stone Johnny statue pile and the word protect is written on the top rock and he is focusing his energy into it and is deep, deep in that. And then Phoebe is standing there. <laughs> uh, Phoebe's cool hat. Yeah. Phoebe, Charles rescued me. You gotta tell him thank you. Uh, and Phoebe, like, <laughs> from behind her back reveals the hat and is like, so Charles both was and wasn't real. Like, was real in that, like, I was talking to a magical moose, but not real in that he is not the manifestation of nature, but rather this motherfucker behind me. <laughs> she points to Susan <laughs> Director Z. Oh. Uh, what? Yeah. How? Um, Phoebe, I don't want to like lump you into like all, all magical stuff because like, you know, that's not fair, but like, I don't understand how any of this works. Do you have any idea? Less, I have no, I have less of a fucking clue than I did before this, which is saying a lot because I didn't have a lot of clues before. Gotcha, gotcha. I assume we shouldn't wake up ADZ right now, right? No, because Steven did kill Jenny and then enter camp, so. Shit. That's a thing that we have to deal with. I assume it's like, you know, if you like sleepwalking, like if you wake up a sleepwalker, they die, is what I've heard. Oh. Well, I won't. I won't do that then. Well, I just meant like as a, as a metaphor for, or a simile for what's happening with 80s. Like we shouldn't. Should we plan to figure out what to do with Steven? Yeah. Yeah. No, I was thinking about waking up Dougie Juice next time he has a nightmare um, by drowning him in chocolate chips. But I, unfortunately, I might have to wait for next summer for that. Yeah. He's probably dead. Oh. I mean, his last name is Juice and uh, <laughs> Steven does want to drink things. So... That would be my first move if I were Steven. Oh, because his name is Dougie Juice. Nice. But, yeah. Yeah. Does ADZ seem like he's hearing us or is he just like fully entranced? Fully entranced. Okay. I mean, like, this is not to say one way or another. This isn't like waking up a sleepwalker. He won't die <laughs> if, you, if you talk to him. But I'm not saying one way or another if that's a good idea or not a good idea. I'm just saying that, like, you won't kill ADZ if you talk to him. Eric, I know that. Yeah, yeah. Less no, I just want to be clear. I still don't think it's a good idea to interrupt his protection if he's actively fighting the the dino. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. So maybe we can like decamp over to the couch and and compare notes about what we've experienced. Hey, it's Eric. 
I want to give a special shout out to eating wherever you want. Whether you are sneaking food into a movie theater or a sports game, you are eating standing up with you're holding your, your bowl or you have it on a kitchen island or you are sitting on your couch and you are precariously balancing a bunch of stuff on your knees. Shout out to however you eat and however that makes you happy. Welcome to the mid-roll. I just spent all of Thanksgiving eating standing up at my mom's kitchen island and her yelling at me, but it's at the perfect height for me and I love eating standing up, so I'm giving the shout out to that anyway. We have so many announcements for Join the Party, so I want to start by shouting them out now. I have made two new pieces of digital merch that I think you're going to be really excited about. You can find them at jointhepartypod.com slash merch or in the links in the episode description. The first is called More Monsters to Mash, a Monster of the Week bestiary. This is where I've included all of the homebrew that I've made for the campaign. That is 13 monsters and eight custom moves spread Spread out over nine mysteries. You can also find the mystery that I made that we didn't record that involved a cursed Mario Party-esque video game. So you can run that for yourself. I hope you saw that sounds fun for you. There's questions and prompts to incorporate my monsters or moves into your own game so you can pick and choose what you want. There's also incredible custom pixel art portraits made by Zoli Poldano, who makes a lot of our art here during the party. She's the absolute best. The second is called Three Short Games to Build Stories. It's just $5. It's a compendium of all of the world building games that I've run on Join the Party. That is City Planner. That is This Is What My Camp Is Like, which is the name of the game that I did for the campaign and I'm going to be doing for campaign three and of course campaign two's finest bro you had to be there where you tell a story about something that didn't happen which was done by Wyvern as you remember you can get that at the merch store I'm really really happy that I got the chance to work on this and I really hope that all of you use it uh, in good games and good times and good health Uh, so yeah go pick it up I worked on it right before the wedding, and it was so helpful uh, to, like, de-stress my mind. Uh, I think you're really, really going to like it. Make your Monster of the Week game or any tabletop RPG game that you have feel as deep and as fun as join the party with these pieces of digital merch. Another announcement, streams at twitch.tv slash JTB SideQuests. We're moving them to 3 p.m. Eastern for December, noon Pacific, and I'm not sure where it is anywhere outside of the United States. I'm so sorry. But this is going to be so people in Europe and in that area can enjoy it so everyone can watch as much as possible. We're trying this also because of December and the holidays. Uh, So we're going to see how this works. And if people like this time, just let us know. 3 p.m. Eastern for streams instead of 6 p.m at twitch.tv slash JTB SideQuests. And a final reminder for those of you who are listening this week, we're going to be at PAX Unplugged. The premier non-video game gaming convention is in Philly, and we are going to be there from December 2nd to the 4th. Come through. We're going to have a multitude booth. I'm going to have Join the Party merch. Uh, going to have Grumfungo stickers. I'm doing a Games and Feelings live show. If you're in the area, if you're coming, if you're there, please come say hi. Whew, there's a bunch of announcements. Thank you again to our newest patrons, Rachel, Catherine, Lexa, and Marius. We are doing all this stuff, and we would not be able to do it without the support of 600 strong of you. We always want more. We're always doing more fun stuff at patreon.com slash join the party pod. The other thing that lets us do what we do is the fact that Multitude, the business, the podcast company, continues to flourish in 2022 and beyond 
But I would love to ask you to support your friendly local podcast collective. Multitude is a small business that helps creators make a living in the modern media landscape, which is not easy to tell you. For $5 a month, you can join the Multi-Crew, which is where you can listen to our weekly friendly debate podcast, Head Hard Gut. You get access to our pen pal exchange. You get access to monthly live shows and much much more. Your dollar goes further when you support indie creators like us at the Multicrew, which you can check out at multicrew.club. Whether you spread the word or spread the love with your dollars, shop small and support Multitude on this Cyber Monday, Giving Tuesday, Small Business Saturday past. Just tell someone about Multitude and consider becoming a Multicrew member. We are sponsored today by Inked Gaming. Inked Gaming can be your go-to shop for gaming needs. It's a great company to keep in mind. It's built by and for people who love games and know what you want. Whether you want personalized products with unique designs, whether you're just looking for a game or some accessories for your GM, a friend, or just to make your own gaming setup a little bit cooler, you got to check them out. So sweeten the deal for Join the Party listeners. You can get 10% off only if you... Do what we say. Simon says, heads on your head. Simon says, touch your knees. Touch your toes. Ah, go to inksgaming.com slash join the party and use promo code join the party at checkout. Simon says, the discount is automatically applied once you check that out. That is inksgaming.com slash join the party and use promo code join the party at checkout. We are also sponsored today by Backblaze. They provide unlimited computer. That is unlimited computer backups for Macs and PCs at just $7 a month. Recently, again, I was hanging out with my mom. She was complaining about the price of Starbucks drinks. And like, listen, spend that money on however you want. I'm not going to judge you. But like, if you get like an extra pump of vanilla and an extra espresso into like a latte, that's just $7. You could spend that money on that very specific latte order on backing up your data forever. You can back up documents, music, photos, videos, drawings, all of your data backed up on the cloud, and you can access it using the Backblaze iOS or Android apps. They have restored over 5 billion, billion with a B, files for customers. They are the premier backup people, and they know how to keep a cool head when you are in a bad place when all of your data is gone. You can get a free, fully featured, no credit card required trial at backblaze.com slash JTP. That is backblaze.com slash JTP for a free, full, featured trial. And finally, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I wish I had a hard restart button. That would make everything so much better. Because, like, I'm not even talking about, like, an off button, one that would make me just, like, go to sleep, which I would also love. But just, like, a hard restart button while everything's happening, I can just, like, hit that, and then I'm fine. Turns out it's, like, sit on my couch and play Pokemon for 36 hours, which isn't great in different ways, but it sure does hard restart my whole brain. And I need to be, like, eating. Food needs to be readily available at all times. But, of course, it took me a really long time to figure that out because my brain doesn't have a user manual but closest thing we have to user manuals for our brains is therapy, and BetterHelp Online Therapy can be the best way to get that therapy. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. 
Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist at any time. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Just learn more and save 10% off when you go to betterhelp.com slash join the party. That's better, H-E-L-P.com slash join the party. And now, back to the show. Okay, so is there anything you all want to do that isn't like mystery related or you all of you talking to each other just about what what's going on? I think I want to like assist ADZ. I want to like stop that being like a nebulous thing, whether or not he can defeat the Bonezilla. Right. So whether I can do that through magic or by donning the Charles hat again and sending the moose out to fight as well. Sure. Why don't you give me a use magic roll to see how you can how you can be of of service here? Are the fairies also helping, Eric? They are helping. They're okay. just also being affected by uh, Stephen. And now that Stephen is a twenty foot skeleton in there with summer powers, he has changed the whole landscape here. He has everyone under a certain amount of thrall within the area of camp, including the fairies themselves. The fairies were able to subdue and distract the Bonezilla as it was happening, but I think that they're also playing like, I guess what can only be described as basketball, but in three dimensions. So like they're also kind of involved in every in, in everything that's happening, especially and maybe I didn't get to touch on this before was like Greenbrook and Steven had a relationship that like for all intents and purposes, Greenbrook being the head of the fairies was like almost like he was there like. I don't know, like the mafia to John F. Kennedy, you know what I mean? Or like to a corrupt mayor. They were this muscle or this magical power while Steven was in, kept outside of the wall of camp. So without Greenbrook, there's no, the fairies are like, fuck this guy, but the fairies are no longer allies of Steven. So they are also just getting totally summerified just as much as they're all the human campers and staff. Gotcha. So um, the, I think the fairies are no longer um, helpful, unfortunately. I think that I would probably try radioing the director, but that is all that I would want to do before we kind of go into the next phase. So wonderful. What I would like to do, and we can do all of this stuff after we're established this. I would love to like, you know, Monster of the Week revolves around a mystery. So let's establish the mystery here. So let's do the beginning of mystery stuff. Phoebes, let's give me a premonition. And Carrie Ann, <laughs> let's see what your sect move does. I rolled a seven. Ooh, a seven. This is interesting. Something ambiguous. Yeah, clouded visions of the future. Phoebe, I think that as you are able to pull yourself together and you're telling everyone what happened and, and how you and how you got in and what the password is to get into the staff lounge, you do one more that's so ravening. As you get pulled somewhere else, you are in a very hot room. It is dark. There are candles on the floor. And the three of you are all holding hands and concentrating very hard. Good vision. <laughs> you you come back and you're like, am I still? Did I sweat through my t-shirt? Am I still sticky? Oh, <laughs> or I will be sticky. Huh. <laughs> okay, Julia. Once a day, you're gonna get sticky, but you don't know when. <laughs> Incredible. 
For my beginning of mystery situation, my sect move requires being in good standing with my sect, which I don't think I am. Sure. What do you guys think? I mean, I just, I feel like Carrie Ann is not advancing Cam's best interest. She's advancing her own judgment right now. And I think instead, if you would permit it, Eric, I would love to use my move mentor, which is to contact my mentor for info, rolling plus sharp, hmm. and try to radio the director. Um, on a 10 plus, I get an answer to my question, seven to nine, they're busy and can't help, or they answer, but I owe them a favor. And then if I miss, my question causes trouble. That's fair. I think that we can start there before even we we learn anything about the mystery itself. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, guys. Mm-hmm. It's the devil's titties. Yeah. The devil's titties. Plus sharp is a 13, baby. Let's go. All right. So what do you get? What do you get from hitting that real hard? I contact my mentor for info and get an answer to my question. No problem. Sure. On the wall, I think that there is like a... I guess could only I could only explain it as what looks like a very it's like a CIA phone. <laughs> what? Like it looks ominous. It has nice. a big flashing light next to it, and it's just kind of like installed on the wall of the cave. Eric, I love this piece of world building, but I I do want to first try the radio that I had passed to Les and Phoebe because I don't want her to know where we are necessarily. Mm. Oh, can I try that first? Yeah, I mean with a crit, you definitely can do that for sure. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say walkie me and then hold out my hand. Phoebe just tosses it at you. Yeah, best friends. And then I'm going to depress the button and say, carry in for the director, over. I depress the button. Have you gotten eaten by Steven yet? Over. Are there a lot of watermelons around? Over. My friend Carrie Ann was it. Oh my god, Boo, I'm so happy to hear your voice for once. How are you? Are you okay? Uh, hold on, let me ask my mom. Mom, am I okay? No, 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 Boo, talk to me, talk to me. My mom says she's shaking her head sadly. <laughs> I can't really read adults well. What does that mean? Over. Um, I mean, I'm, you're, you're, you're still there. We've we've practiced leaving your body and going back into it before, right? What? No. Well, what? what happened? You, were you going to help me with that? Because you didn't believe me when I told you I did that. Remember, Boo said that Boo was sneaking into the candy, was it sneaking into the right. tuck shop and the candy shop right. and pulling out candy right, for right. people. And he said that and you did not believe him. You thought that he was using his mom's key to get in there. I'm sorry I didn't believe you, Boo. I have learned a lot of things about camp that I did not think were real uh, in the last few days over. Okay, Um, Where are you guys right now? Because I am hiding in the woods because Steven just killed, I mean, um, did, did some things that were against rules um, in front of me over. I'm not allowed to be in case someone's listening to that. I'm, my mom told me I'm not allowed to uh, tell you where we are. Okay, sure. I, I won't do that either then. Over? Um, not, not over? No, there are spies. You could be listening to us, so I can't say where we are. Okay, um, director, if, if there is something, um, that I should know about this sort of, like, doomsday situation and what we should be doing to solve it, I would really like to know that, please, because I don't, I don't want to die like the more annoying counselor that, um, has slept under my bunk bed all summer, so uh, can someone just, like, fucking help me? Over. 
I mean, he did. He did crit. Um, Damn those dice. Okay, Paul, my mom is asking for the walkie-talkie. Hold on. Okay, back here. Back here, Ann. Love you, boob. Over. Uh, okay, bet. <laughs> <laughs> Never been happier to hear that voice. So, are we to assume that Boo is back into Boo's body, or is Boo using the radio as a spirit box? Yeah, that's what I think it is. <laughs> Who can say? I'm going to write that down. That sounds pretty cool. If that's, <laughs> if that's what's happening. That's pretty cool. Carrie Ann, this is Director Over. Hi, Director Over. Hi, Carrie Ann. Over. Please answer my question. I'm really tired of this. What should we do, Over? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm still trying to figure that out. There isn't anything in the camp's handbook about what happens when Steven comes in, because the whole thing we're doing, we've been, uh, there's plenty of things in the camp handbook to keep him out. We don't exactly have a Steven is making Eternal Summer happening plan over. Okay. I mean, it seems like your whole thing about being neighbors with the weirdness, um, sort of like, you know, their tree fell in our backyard. So, um, what, what, like, is there something that we sh can do over? Karen, Karen, ask if we needed to like make winter. Like, is that a thing? Do we, can we do that somehow? Do we have like a snow blower? <laughs> um, Les, I'm not trying to be critical, but I don't think that um, making winter is going to help um, against this, but okay, fine. Um, should, Les wants to know if we should like make winter or is there a snow blower over? Do you know where Assistant Director Z is? Over. All three of our heads comically turn to look at him. <laughs> I think we can probably find him. Over. Okay. If you do see him, he might have something on him that might be able to help. Do you know how Steven got into camp? Is it a snowblower? It's a snowblower. Yeah. Um, Jenny, Jenny made some kind of deal with him and promised him um, that he could come in in exchange for two more weeks of summer. And then he like sucked her body um, dry and then grew a face over Yeah, I was pretty traumatized. I have her bones, though, over. Okay, I, hey, Carrie Ann, I'm sorry you were traumatized. I'm going to say something that's going to feel a little callous. Just brace yourself. Honestly, one of the best ways we could have been betrayed, honestly. So, there are actually two solutions you can figure out. I don't feel secure enough to say this over the walkie-talkie, but it's actually quite good. If you're able to talk to Assistant Director Z in person, or if you can find me, if we end up running into each other, I can tell you exactly what I'm thinking. Unfortunately, I am hunkered down at the moment. I cannot tell you where I am. Boo is with me. In spirit. <laughs> so, he's the, so don't worry about finding him, okay? Okay, over. Thank you. Good luck, over. Stay safe. I know you can. I believe in you. I love you. And then Carrie Ann turns off the, the walkie-talkie. <laughs> and then throws it on the ground and smashes it with her foot. <laughs> Not quite, but I do turn the volume off fully so I can't hear her response. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. All right. So I think that we have a little bit more information here uh, about establishing the mystery. And I think we've gotten the beginning of mystery moves out of the way. Right now, I can tell you that the mystery is on. 